Hello, everybody. My name is Evan Jarshower, and I am a professional dual diagnosis interventionist and a licensed psychotherapist uh, working uh, all across the country uh, with uh, families uh, and friends that have a loved one uh, spiraling out of control uh, with uh, mental health issues, substance abuse issues, uh, oftentimes co-occurring. Uh, in other words, uh, a lot of times my cases are people that have some type of um, underlying mental, mental health issues such as depression or bipolar disorder or psychosis, um, and they're self-medicating uh, using uh, mood-altering substances like alcohol or drugs or um, uh, heroin or cocaine, uh, marijuana, um, as a means by which to, to self-medicate and cope with the symptoms that they're experiencing. So what I do essentially is uh, I work with uh, friends and uh, family, co-workers to help put together a strategically sound, loving plan of action, but firm with solid, healthy boundaries um, to really not only get somebody uh, to enter into a, a program, and then notice, I didn't say necessarily agree, but get someone uh, to enter into a, uh, a program, a treatment center for recovery, but also perhaps even more importantly, or equally as important, is to uh, help increase the prognosis uh, for long-term recovery with uh, greater compliance with treatment because uh, the family and friends, uh, co-workers, uh, concerned loved ones came together with a unified uh, presence, um, thereby helping to significantly reduce the ability of uh, the individual who's spiraling out of control to uh, manipulate or use their manipulative behaviors uh, to um, work out of uh, find a way to maneuver away from getting help. So uh, with that, um, the reason I wanted to reach out uh, with this podcast was to help uh, focus in on uh, one, of the, one of the things that a lot of people that are reaching out to me are looking for. And uh, that's either by referral from my partner programs um, the therapists that I work with, the doctors, psychiatrists, attorneys, um, or people that are finding me on the internet. Um, families are, loved ones, are looking for uh, involuntary commitment or court-mandated, court-ordered uh, treatment options uh, for their loved ones. Um, and this is after um, they have tried to... Um, get the person to go to a program. Um, people have gone to treatment. People, families have spent a lot of money, time, energy um, to not only just get somebody to treatment, but also to have them stay there with all the other expenses that go along with, with being in a program, only to find that um, shortly after discharge from treatment, um, that individual, their loved one, uh, unfortunately, is back out using or 
decompensating um, back to having major episode, episodes of major depression or uh, uncontrollable mood swings with bipolar, hearing things, seeing things, believing things that aren't real. Um, so this is the reason why I wanted to share this message with uh, anyone that is taking the time and very appreciative of the people that are taking the time to listen to this, this, uh, this podcast on Intervention Radio. So, when it comes to getting uh, court-ordered care, uh, involuntary commitment for a loved one who is um, spiraling out of con- spiraling out of control, um, where you have tried to work, you know, uh, with the system, work with them, and um, for some reason, it's just not. They're just not embracing the process. The system isn't necessarily strong enough um, to uh, to help them get the care that they need. I have three uh, basic options that um, a family or friends can explore, and I'm going to go over them briefly. And just keep this in mind that you're going to be welcome to reach out to me, whether it's by email or uh, calling my hotline. My, by the way, the hotline is 305-467-8666, 305-467-8666. And uh, we can have a uh, consultation um, and talk about what's going on and also look at some options and some solutions. So um, here's the three basic options you have. Um, and this pretty much goes nationwide. There are, of course, some specific uh, details that become more community, uh, countywide, statewide, uh, depending upon where you live in the country. I also want to put one more asterisk here. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give you uh, legal guidance, but I can give you, um, from my experience, working with the system, working with individuals in crisis, uh, law enforcement, uh, the courts. Uh, trying to help um, get your loved one the care that they need, and also working within the bounds of uh, the their limitations. So with that said, and that caveat, um, first option, you have a loved one out of control. They're not listening. They're not willing to do anything. They're holed up in their room, in their, in their home, um, in their own home. They're not coming out. You try to engage, there's just no getting through. First option you have, um, go to the local county court where that individual resides. Go to the clerk of the court, go to the clerk of the court, and let them know that you have a loved one who needs help, who is out of control, and uh, explain the situation and ask the clerk of the court if there are any um, uh, petitions, motions, um, uh, what can you do uh, as an individual um, who has, a, if it's a blood relative, if it is uh, someone that you are uh, close with, um, work uh, with the county court clerk to understand what legal options there may be available uh, for some type of involuntary commitment order, uh, uh, at least for a uh, an assessment 
of the situation. So the first option you have is to try to manage that yourself. Um, and once again, that's not giving you legal guidance. That's just saying you can go to the county court, go to the clerk of the court, explain the issue with your loved one and ask for their direction on what legal uh, legal uh, framework is in place within your local community or their local community for them to get some help. Um, simultaneously, um, you can continue to try to engage your loved one in a dialogue about getting help. And um, third piece of that uh, first option uh, is looking at finding treatment. Um, you know, uh, whether it's state funded, county funded, um, whether it's uh, low cost, uh, faith based, if uh, you, if the if you if the family has financial means to pay privately for care, um, or if there's private insurance, um, you know, to cover the cost of treatment, um, Medicare or Medicaid or private insurance. That's your first option. Here's your second option. Um, there are great attorneys um, who are very well adept at um, filing motions, petitions uh, for a loved one, your loved one, to get court-ordered um, uh, assessments and um, court-ordered um, treatment, um, involuntary commitments. Uh, there's conservatorships. Um, and this is something where you can consult with an attorney uh, to go over those options um, and somebody who will be able to work within the jurisdiction of that court to help get those motions in place. Okay. So that's your, that's your second, um, that's your second uh, option. And as far as um, I go, I am a, like I said, a professional dual diagnosis uh, interventionist. And I would be a third option. And, uh, you know, understand that the intervention or the interventionist, once again, is uh, not a medical professional, uh, not a legal professional, but more so a, um, uh, a counseling professional who understands, who should understand mental health issues, be able to understand addiction issues, and be able to help put together a strategically sound and loving unified plan of action um, to uh, work with the system, uh, work with the individual in crisis, help unify the family, um, be able to present to somebody who is spiraling out of control whether it's mental health issues or uh, substance abuse issues or, or co-occurring, both happening at the same time, and be able to present to that, to that individual in a very loving, uh, understanding uh, uh, way, manner, um, what's going on as far as friends and family see the situation, um, going over all of their wonderful qualities, helping to build self-esteem, then addressing the concerns, the concerns, the collective concerns of all involved, um, and then presenting the plan of where that individual is going to go. So part of my job as the professional interventionist is also to help figure out, work with the family, understand the case, 
that individual and help to find the program that will make, that has the potential to be the best fit clinically, um, uh, cost-wise, logistically, geographically um, for that individual. Um, Understanding, and this is important, understanding that there's a very high probability that your loved one is going to reject um, help at, you know, at the time of the intervention, uh, in the initial phase of the intervention. Then the job of the professional interventionist, when that happens, and let's take away the if that happens, but when that happens is to then be able to work with friends and family and loved ones and help present to that individual who is who's almost bottom appears to be almost bottomless a very solid firm loving set of um, healthy boundaries that everybody involved in the process is willing to establish hold and uphold uh, to help that individual the one in crisis um, ultimately make a healthy decision and not only accept help um, but also to help significantly increase the probability, the prognosis, um, that they will uh, commit to the process uh, of recovery, at least be in greater compliance with treatment because there's an understanding that um, the people that truly love that individual, that surround that individual, have um, unified, and that the ability to manipulate any one individual is significantly reduced Um, and thereby increasing the probability that the person that we're trying to get help for um, will have greater compliance with fewer ways to maneuver out of ultimately getting help. Um, Those, for all intents and purposes, are really three basic options that you will have if you're trying to find involuntary commitment, um, court-ordered, court-mandated assessment or treatment for a loved one that's spiraling out of control. Um, And once again, I always preface all of this by saying if you need to call 911 if your loved one's out of control and they're they're making statements or they're doing things and it's they're a danger to themselves or others, um, you call 911. Oh, understanding that what happens when you do that, um, you know, there are realities that we'll talk about when you reach out about what will, what has the potential to happen, the good and the bad. Um, but safety first, uh, when it comes to, uh, at least the dual diagnosis intervention work that I do. And with that, um, as you can tell, my voice is, I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is a little bit hoarse. I've been talking to a lot of families over the past couple of weeks, so um, it's been pretty busy out there, and um, I just figured I'd take a little bit of time right now to to catch up with y'all. Um, so with that, um, please don't hesitate uh, to, uh, for any further additional information, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, call me. Uh, call my hotline, 305-467-8666. 305-467-8666. Uh, other than that, um, have a great day, and I look forward to hearing from you. And uh, uh, when you call, um, we'll definitely be able to get into uh, your individual circumstance uh, and um, 
we can have uh, schedule a uh, uh, confidential and of course complimentary initial consultation. Other than that, uh, this is Evan Jar Shower, um, professional dual diagnosis interventionist and licensed psychotherapist. Um, we'll speak to you next time. Have a great day. Bye bye.